What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Zico Social Club podcast on this wonderful Thursday night. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm super excited for this episode. I have a great, uh, great friend. Uh, and of course, I know I say that on every single opening of every show. As I'm like, oh, hey, I have a friend with me. He's a great friend. Uh, but honestly, the person that's uh, sitting across from me, I honestly can't intro him well enough to give him the credit that he deserves. Mm. Uh, I've known him since uh, we've moved to this neighborhood a couple of years ago. Um, he's a good guy. He's a guy I go to when it comes to all the firearm stuff. I know that I can go to him when I have any kind of training questions or, God forbid, there's any type of uh, police body cam footage that's released. Mm. I can go to him to see it. Um, he comes to the classes and helps out. So if you're a student listening, you're probably going to recognize him as soon as he starts talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul. Kevin, I appreciate you having me on tonight. Um, although your intro makes me feel like there's uh, a third person coming because <laughs> um, you, you talked me up a lot. I feel like I'm just going to fail. And I know from that this I just. Point forward. The funny thing is, I just said, ladies and gentlemen, Paul, not to be confused with episode two, Star Wars Paul. Correct. I'm not a member of the 501st. <sighs> this is a different Paul. Um, still wear armor. It's a little different. A little bit different. Um, and most people don't necessarily like us. Uh, they don't like to see us at, you know, events. But uh, we're there anyways. Not everybody so does. Got a lot of similarities going. And if you could tell by the theme song, um, Paul's, a, Paul's a cop. I am. He, he's a police. I am the police. I've been the police for almost eight years now. Uh, currently a um, crime scene investigator. Um, I'm on the SWAT team. I've been on the right control team. I've also been a crisis negotiator. Um, luckily my department's small enough that all those positions are not full time. So, um, even just rocking and rolling on the street or sitting behind a desk, um, we get the opportunity to dive into other aspects of the job. And the cool thing about this episode is we've, we've talked about it before and we've had conversations, of course, like not behind, you know, off the, we're not, you know, in the front of the microphone, but we've had these conversations before. And I think both of us kind of agree. <clears throat> and I wanted to sit down and kind of dive into a serious topic. So, you know, this will be the, the first serious episode that, that I've done. It's good because I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so th this episode's kind of diving into the police culture in America. And what I hope that it does is if, if there's listeners that maybe are for police or maybe slightly against, and maybe there's some things we can learn along the way, because I do think that from a civilian standpoint, it's actually pretty hard to have an opinion. Um, I, I saw some today when I was kind of researching this, this, these topics. Um, there was a quote that I liked, and it said that the biggest critics are typically individuals who don't even do the profession. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of goes into that. <clears throat> and I do apologize. I'm still battling a cold, but the show must go on. Right? It must go on. So what I wanted to do quickly is kind of run through some of the stuff from the civilian side and then give you my opinion on some of the stuff and then let you just run rampant and tell me why I'm wrong or why what civilians are getting wrong about police. Okay. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So... 
I agree that 2020 was a major cluster. Mm-hmm. And I think there's always been an issue with the police, but I think 2020 really changed it. I think that what we saw in 2020 was a complete, um, there was a line drawn in the sand to where you had people who were for and definitely strongly against. I won't mention all the cases, but we know all the cases that were happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. Police brutality wasn't every on every channel. Everyone had an opinion of what law enforcement should be doing in those situations. So everybody was backseat quarterbacking, uh, which is, of course, easy to say when you're sitting at home on a couch and you're not actually in the field. You had government and politics pushing to take money away from law enforcement. And then it kind of turned into police officers being hunted. You had innocent police officers who were just trying to eat lunch, being gunned down in their car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prior to 2020, we had the Dallas we had Dallas shooting. I can't remember how many officers were killed in that. Five, I believe. Um, and so then I said 2020 happened, and you see this huge change. 2021 comes, same thing. 2022 comes, same thing. We hate law enforcement. They don't know what they're doing. Defund them. Get them away. And what I noticed was from the civilian side or the general public is we want 100% accountability for police officers but we don't want we don't want accountability for the suspect. Mm-hmm. And you can go and watch body cam footage all day long. 90%, and that's a real statistic, 90% of these encounters are legitimate clean shoots or the actions taken were appropriate based on whatever the officer did. Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite. It's, well, the officer needs more accountability, but the suspect doesn't get any accountability. And... So I noticed in, from 2020 to now, we've had this major change to where there's a line of people saying, I'm pro, and I'm definitely, I'm pro law enforcement, or I'm against um, law enforcement. And <clears throat> for me, I don't do the job, so it's hard for me to backseat quarterback and give it an opinion but I support law enforcement because we have to have it. We have to have some type of law and order. Mm-hmm. If we don't have it, it's complete anarchy. <clears throat> Even though the general public and our politicians and government say that we can police ourselves, well, that's, that's ironic because people can't even take care of their children. People can't even pay their bills. People can't take care of themselves. So how are we going to police our own community half the time? So the people who are usually screaming defund the police are individuals who can't even maintain their own life much less maintain their their own you know uh, neighborhoods so i think a lot of that that comes from is we're just a side effect of living right um our grandparents lived in a much different generation than we do and their grandparents lived in a much generation much different generation than they did um as the generations progress, it seems to be about more more about me than it is the we, right? And we are accountability. And people nowadays just really don't like to look at themselves and say, yep, that was my fault. You know, you park at the target, target parking lot and you open your car door and ding the guy's car because you're not paying attention and he gets pissed, you're going to blame it on him because Uh you parked too close to the line. Not because you were just being selfish on your phone 
not paying attention to what's going on, not paying attention how close you are to that car, not having any kind of situational or spatial awareness about you, just slinging your door open because that's what you always do. Bam, you hit his car door. Now he's going to want to sue you because that's just also mm-hmm. the world the world we live in. Um, and I think that's where a lot of it comes from is that I don't, obviously, people hate the uniform. They don't hate me specifically. They hate the uniform. Um, and the uniform represents to them people telling them they can't do what they want to do. I can't help the fact that drugs are illegal. Yeah. Whether I agree with it or not, they're illegal. I can't help the fact that assault's illegal. You know, whether I agree with it or not, it's illegal. There are consequences for breaking the law. Yep. And people just don't usually want to be held accountable for their actions. That's very true. I think that kind of, when I was kind of recent, and I've re- researched this a little bit up until this point, and I think that's kind of the same uh, theme that I keep holding on to is uh, this current, and this is a whole other episode, but this current, our current culture in general, I think we've are, we've become extremely disrespectful to authority. I think well, you it's really see just it, to, to, in general. Yeah, like you know, you can't you can't walk anywhere now. You can't go anywhere without somebody bumping into you, or running into you, or you know, getting honking the horn because you're not going fast enough. You know, yep. people are just so much more concerned with themselves. I don't necessarily think it's just about us. I think that's just kind of the the life we live now. Yeah, we're. I think we become so self centered, disrespectful. You see it in even our in the teenagers in high school. Everyone's so entitled. And I love the Constitution of the United States, and I love the amendments. But you said it best in in when you come to class that people people love to say they know their rights, but half the time they really don't know their rights. And so everyone's kind of walking around with this kind of entitled mentality. And I think that if you look at most police cases that, that are televised and the media blows up, most of it's very common sense. And I wanted to be very unapologetic and honest in this episode. Um, I've never had a bad run-in with law enforcement. And, and that's not based on any, despite what the media would say about me. It's because I think policing and following the law is common sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. If, if I get pulled over for speeding, I have to be an adult and take ownership that I was speeding. Whether I d- agree with it or not, I broke the law. Mm-hmm. It might be a silly one, but that's the law. When the officer walks up to the car and says, hey, good afternoon, how you doing today, whatever, do you have your license? What, however he words it, why, why do people think it's okay to start popping off at the mouth? Why do people want to say, I don't talk, I don't answer questions. I'm not giving you my license. The Constitution says I don't have to give you my license. The amendment says I don't have to follow the speed limit laws. And then when your window gets busted out and you get drug out the car, you start screaming, this is over part, This is over all this for speeding. No, no, no. I pulled you over for speeding. You could just be a, a good freaking human being and just give me the license and registration you wanted to argue now the traffic stops an hour because you want to go Facebook live. So your friends catch the end of the argument and you want to say that you got pulled over for, for, for speeding that you weren't, you weren't doing. You want to prove that you're some kind of sovereign citizen. And then when you get yanked from the car, you want to, at that point, then you want to follow the law. 
instead of just being a good freaking person or just being a an adult. So I've never had a run-in because I have common sense. If a cop says, put your hands up, what am I not going to do? Like if yeah. an officer says, stop running, what am I going to do? But common sense is lost on, I think both. There are officers who take it further than they should. And there's a lot of civilians that definitely don't have common sense. And you see that every time. It's very, if, if you have a day off, just go on YouTube and look up body cam footage. 90% of it are people being arrested for something so menial, mm-hmm. something so simple as either a traffic violation. And, and there was one, I won't go into the full detail, but there was literally a, a, a one out of um, Wisconsin. The lady was pulled over because her tag fell off. Just a tag. When, when he walked to the window, she started screaming. Mm-hmm. Why are you pulling me over? Am I being detained? Am I being arrested? Can I be free to go? And, and he, she wouldn't, she wouldn't stop. Yep. And then and, she, so then she gets mad because it's escalating to a point it didn't need to go. And that comes from that entitlement, you know. Um, I can tell you right now, if somebody looks at you and says, "I know my rights," a hundred percent guarantee they don't. They don't know their rights. You know, everybody wants to claim, uh, you know, First Amendment rights. And you do. You have First Amendment rights. You have the freedom of speech. First Amendment also protects your freedom of speech against the government. It doesn't protect your freedom of speech between you and your neighbor. You cannot mm-hmm. stand out in the street cussing and yelling at your neighbor because their dog pooped in your yard. Yep. That's not a police matter. Um, and that's where, I think that's where a lot of the issues come from is that people's entitlement for us to just expect everybody's the best human being ever. Mm-hmm. They never do any wrong. But as a police officer, you can't you can't take anybody at face value upon first approach, right? Because who wouldn't lie to the police? Pretty much everybody. Yep. You know? They're few and far between. You're you know, you are the exception when if something happens, it's just the truth straight out the straight out the gate. Um but Typically, in those situations, when you watch, you know, body cam or in-car camera or, or whatever the case may be of a, a simple traffic stop, hey, you ran that stop sign, um, you know, and every department's different. You know, some departments are, are heavy on tickets, you know, highway patrol, by God, they're going to be the highway patrol. They pull you over, <laughs> yeah. they write their own mama yeah. ticket. Um, Very true. But some departments don't necessarily care about writing tickets. Um, believe it or not, we don't make a bunch of money off of tickets. The courthouse makes some money, but that's kind of how they make their money mm-hmm. is because they got to keep their lights on. They got to pay the judges. They got to pay the the DA's office. They got to pay the clerks. They got to pay the assistants, the translators, the victims um, assistant and all that stuff. Uh, so they do get some money from it, but the local jurisdiction really is not getting a whole lot of money from anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big priority for a lot of police departments now. The main priority is just making sure, like, hey, stop doing 60 and a 35. Your lack of preparation is not everybody else's emergency. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry you're going to be late for work, but now you're going to be extra late for work because you're doing double the speed limit. Yep. Um, but if you watch a lot of those body cam footages, this, the second an officer walks up to a window... And that person's immediately screaming. Oh, yeah. Immediately being confrontational. It's because they're trying to take your attention off something else. Yep. 
And what they don't understand is, is that's literally the worst trick in the book. If you just be like, hey, I'm sorry. Here's my license. Or, hey, my license got suspended. Cool. I've got no problem looking at somebody and being like, all right, just call somebody to come pick you up. Mm -hmm. Come drive your car. You can't drive. The, the law says you can't drive. But it doesn't say that I have to write you a ticket for right. it. It just says that you can't drive. So, just call somebody. Right? You're gonna get a you get you get much you get was it many more bees with honey than you do vinegar <laughs> yeah right yeah I've never understood that saying to begin with I never the bees either. produce the honey <clears throat> yeah it seems like you would say you get more bees with pollen instead of vinegar that's for a different episode that's some southern them southern isms that never make quite make right? sense like how I never your mom and them to what you say how your mom and them yeah I never understood the the, the sidetrack I've never understood the one where someone says you want your cake and eat it too. Well, right. It's yeah. my it's my cake. cake. I'm gonna fucking eat it, bro. How many birthday parties have you? How many birthdays have you had where all of COVID? They're like, they're like nobody had cake in COVID. No, absolutely not. They're like, hey, here's your cake. Happy birthday, but you can't eat it. Yeah, stupid. Mm -hmm. Southernisms. Mm -hmm. Um, no, that's a good point because if you because I geek out on the body cam stuff, and it's usually <clears throat> pretty tragic to watch because some of them are so simple, man. Like it's just someone crossing into the U.S. border you're in and the border patrol guy's like hey you know they have to ask your basic questions of like uh you know what do you, what is your purpose and if you have paperwork or whatever and these are these are Americans that are driving across yeah. and they get to that checkpoint and they decide that they want to fall I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this works let me put my phone on Facebook live real quick and when he walks up and says hey what's up good afternoon you know how you doing great cool um what's your purpose and are you a U.S. citizen I don't answer questions so you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to answer one or the other and then 10 minutes later he's being yanked from the car being arrested probably losing his job because it was a, you know, a particular a truck driver in the video and you're like why what did you like what were you hoping for and i get it you want to go on facebook live and you want it to look like you're being i don't know mistreated but you actually make yourself look like more like a jackass yeah. well see what i think i think it comes down to a lot is Honestly, I, th I feel like it comes down to people are hoping that a situation is going to arise out of the encounter that's going to allow them to sue and get a bunch of money quickly. Yep. Um, and let me go ahead and just say this. Just like every profession out there, obviously we have bad apples. I don't know any personally, but the, obviously the guy who sat on George Floyd's back while he yeah. was face down, that's not a good officer. No whether he was on fentanyl or whatever he had in his system at that point, you still have to realize, all right, positional asphyxiation is a thing. Yep. Let me get this guy up right quick, just in case. Right. Or the five, and, five officers with Tyree Nichols. Right. Yep. Same thing. So bad, bad cops. It's just, and I know it's going to be hard for people to believe, but as a good officer, we hate bad cops worse than anybody else. Yeah. Because now you're making our job harder. Just like every teacher at yep. any school that a teacher's been arrested with having relations with a with a student, those teachers' jobs now just got ten times more difficult because mm -hmm. everybody's going to be complaining, everybody's going to be judging. Yeah, the majority of every cop you ever meet is going to be a good cop. Now, are they going to be the smartest, the most fit? No, but just in general, they're going to be good people. They're going out there because they believe in maintaining the law so that everybody can live 
peacefully. The best shifts we ever had, nothing big came out. Maybe you stop a few cars. Maybe you do some foot patrols in some neighborhoods. And then you come home. Because at the end of the day, we're human too. Uh But I think a lot of those situations come out of somebody says, man, maybe this cop's going to screw up. And this will be the time that I get to that I get to to make some money off yeah. of this. And that's a, you know, cool. If you can sue somebody and make a ton of money, uh, you know, it's America. That's just the culture we live in. But what most people don't understand is that when you are encountered by a police officer, there's a much more likely chance that that officer knows what they're talking about compared to you. Absolutely. Just because your buddy told you something he saw on TikTok, well, I saw on TikTok that's not real. Very true. But that officer who went through BLET, who has to go through probably close to 60, 80 hours of mandated training every single year on various topics and legal updates, and that's just in, in-person training, not including the training we have to do online and everything else that we go to. We're the most trained, one of the most trained professions in the world because we have to stay with the times. We have to know. Yeah our stuff. So when you're encountered by an officer who pulls you over for speeding and he says, Hey, this is also wrong with your car. It's probably wrong. And fighting on the side of the road is not the time to fight it. No. In the courtroom is where you fight it. If it's a bogus charge, the judge will say, Hey, this was not real. Throw it off the record completely. Get it out of here. Yep. Just because your uncle, just because your uncle is a raging alcoholic and has been locked up 27 times doesn't mean he is a jailhouse lawyer. Correct. And you'll see that all the time where someone, I well, I'm a rights or I know the law. Well, if you know the law, then you should be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Or if you think that you know policing better, every department has an application process. Go fill it out. And so I see that all the time in all these videos is everyone wants to do that. They want to argue, well, I know the law. Well, obviously you don't. And that's comes into the entitled. I think my favorite uh, body cam video that circulated. It really is, it sucks because it, it does involve you know female. But the the issue with it is it was very simple. They were they were from out of town, and they were parked in a uh, in a park that had tons of signs up that said any person after closing time is a violation. Very simple. And I know some people are like, well, dude, it's literally, you know, it's a harm, harmless thing. True. But that is the county or the city's ordinance. If you're caught there after hours, it is a violation. Mm-hmm. And it's just a citation. That's it. Cop pulls in, goes up to the car. They're just hanging out. They weren't doing anything in the vehicle. They were just on a little date night. And he told them he can't be here. And they said, well, we didn't know. And he says, I understand that. But, you know, there are multiple signs up. And ignorance, you know, just because you're, you're kind of ignorant to it doesn't mean that I have to let, you know, that you can, I can let it go. Right. So he says, <clears throat> I'm just going to give you a citation. I can't even remember how much it was. I mean, it, it, 25 bucks or something. It was something so little. And uh, the first thing the guy said was, do I have to sign it? And the officer said, well, you're not signing it admitting guilt. You're signing it saying that I've given you the, the violation of the citation. Um, if you don't sign it, you go to jail. So you either sign it, pay the 25 bucks online or, you go to jail. And the guy said, okay, he signs it. The girlfriend wanted to be a little entitled. And she kept asking, what's your badge number? And that's another one. 
They want to know the badge number. Mm-hmm. I don't really even know why you need it so much. But she kept saying, what's your badge number? And he said, whatever his number was. And then she isn't paying attention because she's on her phone. I don't know what she was trying to do. Don't know if she was trying to Facebook live this or whatever. And he's like, ma'am, I need you to go ahead and sign this. And she says, what's your badge number? And he tells her again. He says, ma'am, I need you to sign it. She says, what's your badge number? And he said, ma'am, I'm not telling you again. I've already, I've already told you twice. I've been nice. Sign it or you go to jail. What do you want to do? And she says, I'm not signing it. He said, okay. As soon as, if you watch the video, as soon as, it's like the perfect illustration of human psychology. She's really, she, at this moment, she's, she has control. I'm not signing it. When he put that paper in his car and he grabbed her by the wrist, it was like every bit of life flooded from that body. Mm-hmm. Those eyes became the size of plates. Mm-hmm. And that's when she realized shit just got real. So I'm glad you brought you, you, you brought this into a, <clears throat> a topic that I was hoping we could kind of discuss. Um, that comes from somebody thinking they're more important than what they are, right? Yeah. Um, thinking that they're too important of a person for this to actually happen to them. Um, but I think it also comes from just a, a generational thing where nobody gets punched in the mouth anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she deserved to be punched in the mouth. However, even when we were growing up, you talk to somebody sideways, mm-hmm. you get punched. You know what you stop doing? You, yep. Stop talking sideways to that person. Unless you just wanted something. Yeah. Unless you just wanted to come back and try to punch them back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you talk to somebody and you talk to them sideways and they said, I'm not dealing with this shit. Bam. Right in the teeth. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, this is, uh, I immediately went off track with that one. Won't do that again. And I think that comes from a lot of just the, the, the way people are now is that they just, you know, their feelings are more important than everybody else's. And we, you know, we just got back from, from Disney not too long ago. And there's a lot of that there, you know, people walking oh, on yeah. their phones, put, we, we almost got ran over by a guy who's pushing a stroller on his phone in the middle of the walkway. Like he, he wasn't pulling over to the side. Like he almost ran over one of my kids. And I was like, Hey, excuse me. And he looked up and Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. Dick bag. There's 80,000 people here. Yeah. Pay attention to what's going on around you. If you got to get on your phone and you're pushing a stroller or just not paying attention in general, it's a big ass park. Mm-hmm. Walk over to the side, stand there for two seconds. You get to be in the shade. It's still hot in Florida. In February. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, that's a good point. Cause I think when, when, Back to that video when he grabbed it, and I like the officer was straightforward. He didn't do that thing. Um, I made I made this up by the way, so this is not a technical term. Um, if you're into the tactical stuff, we know what the OODA loop is, but I I believe that there's this verbal loop people get stuck in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and officers fall into it too, where they'll say the same thing over and over. He didn't do it. He said, "You sign it, you go to jail." And he said it one more time. And when she said, I'm not, well, there's a consequence. And when he grabbed her wrist and he was like, you're going to jail. That's when she immediately said, I'll sign it. I was going to sign it. Let me sign it. I was going to sign it. Oh, now, now you want to, now you want to, now you want to sign do it. things that are going to get you out of here instead of going to jail. This is the issue. And I'm going to say this from a civilian point. 
people do not understand what resisting means. Mm-hmm. By her, he kept saying, stop resisting, because she wanted to basically kept spinning around. She didn't want to put her hands on her back. I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. You are. Her yeah. boyfriend kept saying, she's not resisting, because people, for some odd reason, think that resisting is a full-on fight. I think, and just it's correct called, me. It's called assault. Yeah, yeah, and correct me. I think that resisting seems like a super big word and it seems like you have to fight, but in reality, if the officer says exit the car, that's, re- no, yeah. that's resisting. You're, you're not following the so, lawful order. So legally, an, an officer, if he has probable cause um, or even really reasonable suspicion in some circumstances, has the right to detain you, right? It's called a seizure. All right. If he has probable cause for an arrest, he is going to seize you as a person. Yeah. You have to abide by those laws. You you have you have to abide by his commands because that is the law. If you do not, even one time, if he goes, "Hey, uh, <coughs> get out of the car," and you say no, all right. Well, there's another charge. There we go. Right. Um, is that immediately going to get you to jail? No. Because here's a big secret that a lot of people don't know. Um, I don't care if you go to jail. I honestly don't. I couldn't care less if you go to jail or not. Because you're sitting in a car in a park after hours. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an arrest for anybody to be proud of. I'm not taking no. a child predator off the streets. You know what <laughs> I mean? Well, potentially. If you're in a park late at night after closing time, there's, there's questions that... Going on. Yeah. Know, but... In general, you get pulled over for speeding and you want to act like an asshat. That's not, I don't care if you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I probably don't want to take you to jail for that. Probably don't even write you a ticket because then it's just going to get pled down in the court systems anyways. Yeah. It's a pain. I got to do a lot of preparation for court and all that kind of stuff. So if me stopping you to say, hey man, slow it down, and that gets to you. Because you think you're going to get a ticket, mm-hmm. and you don't, and you say, man, that, thank God, and you go home, you're going to go home at probably five over the speed limit from there on out, yeah. right? Same goals accomplished. You've slowed down. You're not financially responsible for anything. So I don't care whether you go to jail or not. However, I do have a duty to enforce the laws. Yeah. I swear an oath to enforce those laws, jurisdictionally, state laws, and to protect the Constitution. Yep. Even if it is something so small as a $25 violation for, yeah, yes, the officer could have given a warning. We don't know how many other people he had caught that night. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but it was a simple, you sign it, you go to jail. So now he has to tussle with her. She go. I mean, it ends up. Uh, he does give her one final warning. Um, he does kind of stop. He does hold her, and she says, "I want to sign it." And he said, "You lost the opportunity mm-hmm. to sign it." And then he was very nice. He said, "I'm going to ask you one more time. You're going to put your hands behind your back, or I will have to forcefully put your hands behind your back." And they went to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks for the boyfriend having to watch that. He did the right thing by not intervening. Because uh, I would have, it, it doesn't matter. The officer's he may not gonna, have a girlfriend, but damn, he saved himself. Yeah, because the officer's not. I mean? Yeah, the officer's not going to look at it like he's trying to, uh, you know, help his girlfriend from that from that 
perspective. Um, she goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And then everybody in the comment section, for the most part, took the cop's side. But other people were like, man, it's so unfortunate. All that over a $25 citation. No, the $25 citation went out the window when she refused to sign right. it. Oh, she's still going to get charged with a $25 <laughs> citation. <laughs> like now, you're still going to have that tacked on. You ruined your date night. Yep. And whatever plan you had went out the window. And I'm glad that you mentioned, a second ago you said it, police officer's job is one, it's one goal, and that is enforcing the law. And I found this article <clears throat> from last year. I'm going to take that for what it's worth. But it was saying that they were asking the general public, and that's dangerous, what cops should be. And some of these were interesting. They said um, cops should be psychologists. You should. We do that. You should. Um, a police officer should have to take psychology classes. And so that way, uh, there's, if, if right now, you know, my, if my wife were to call and say, my husband is suicidal, that you should show up. And sit here in my front lawn with a little notepad and be like, talk to me, Kevin, about the relationship with your father. Um, we are trained on that, and we have to do that. So, okay. Perfect. Um, the next one was a mentor. Uh, we, are, we are trained on that, um, and we also do that. Um, the next one was uh, police officer should be your friend. We also we also do that as well. Yeah. Um, and the last one uh, on the list was a uh, public servant, which obviously we are. <laughs> that's you exactly know, that's, what that is. You know, everybody pays our salary. That's exactly what that is. The article was referenced, and then I had asked um, just general pop, the general public what quality traits or what training should be in, implemented, and there was a long list, but it was mainly like the psychology. Mm-hmm. Someone even said. Uh, that there was one in there for doctor that a police officer should have a, a mandatory, you know, one, I think it was like one year of a quick medical school. I don't know what they want you to do on site, but no one ever said in the list, just enforcing the law. Mm-hmm. It was all this. Well, it'd be nice <clears throat> if they, because if, it's, nobody can handle their own problems. That's, no. that's the, that's the root cause of mm-hmm. why people hate us is because people can't go to their neighbor and say, hey, can you stop playing your music so loud without being a, a Karen or a Richard and being a dick about it? The yep. thing is, 90% of the calls that I've gone to in my law enforcement career have had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with me. It has to do with the fact that people can't just talk to people. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry your cousin stole your phone when you let him stay the night. That's civil. You have to go. You have to go do the legwork to make him accountable for those yep. actions. I can't do that. You know who it is. I didn't see it, and it's not a felony. That's what. That's what people don't understand, and that's where a lot of this 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 crap comes from. Is people want to argue? People don't want to be accountable for their own actions. Well, I'm gonna call the police. Cool, call us. And then when I come out there. And tell the person you're mad at that I can't do anything about it. Guess what you just did? You empowered them to do it even more. Yeah. Instead of taking control, controlling yourself, and dealing with the situation. Yep. I'm sorry that your neighbor's dog barks a lot. There's not really anything that I'm going to be able to do about that. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, 
when I come out there, even if it is a noise ordinance violation, if I come out there, that dog's probably not going to be barking. That's it's yeah. just that's just how it happens, right? But instead of talking to your neighbor about it and at least trying that first, you've immediately called the police. Now you pissed off your neighbor. So now when their dog's barking, they're not going to think, "Oh man, I, that guy talked to me about it. Let me go. Let me go try to make them stop." He's going to say, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, my dog's just going to bark. Yep, exactly. I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but would you say d- domestic violence calls are the most dangerous, right, for off, off law enforcement? Yeah, I mean they're 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 the ones filled with the most attention, the most. How and that's that was kind of anger. the in that article they were like, well, if if officers were trained with psychology, then on a domestic violence call, the officer could go in and sit them both down and have a a, a marriage counseling session. And yeah, I guess on paper that sounds pretty cool. But the officer isn't. I mean, I don't really think he's like. If I'm the officer, I'm not like I'm not really there. I don't. I don't really care too much about your personal lives. I just don't want you killing each other. So, how much taxpayer money would it take for me to sit there, tell dispatch, "Hey, I'm going. I got to do a marriage counseling," and then for three hours I have to sit there and talk about the root of the problem instead of just enforcing the law that whatever has occurred. See, the problem is like that's what we do. <clears throat> You know what I mean? We get called out for those all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the common denominator in every issue that we have on a call is impairment. Very true. It's It, it was very rare <laughs> that I ever took a sober person to jail. That's a very good point. Very rare. Anytime. 90% of my arrests have come from some type of intoxication, some type of impairment. Um I mean, hell, every time my, my uncle beat up his old lady, it was always because of the king of beer, Budweiser. Right. And that's what happens. But the problem is, is that people want us to be psychologists. Okay, I get that. Sure. I agree. We should be able to talk to people. And you're going to have officers who can't. Again, you have teachers who sleep with their students. You know, yeah. you have bankers who steal money from the banks. There are going to be people that slip through the cracks. There's nothing you can do about that. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we do those things. We talk to people who are mentally unstable. We talk to people who are impaired. We talk to people who want to shoot themselves in the head in their front yard. Check, check, check. Done all of those. Right? But it's very difficult. I don't know how many of the listeners have tried to do it, but reason with a drunk person. Not just like buzzed, had a few beers, kind of stumbling. I'm talking about blackout drunk, won't remember that the police were there the night before. You can't. You cannot reason with that person. And that makes it very difficult for us to do our jobs because you can't, if you can't reason with somebody, there are no heartstrings to play. Yeah. You cannot defuse the situation. And then that person is not willing to listen to any options because they're going to feel like less of a person. Yeah. They're going to feel like they gave in, even if it's just, hey, the other person's going to leave for the night. Nah, fuck that. We're going to finish this tonight. No, you're not. They're yeah. not. And if you do, you're probably going to end up going to jail. And most officer-involved shootings, um, people always wanted to use the psychology for that, is, well, why did the person have to get shot? Well, the person was holding a knife to this person's throat, and they, and they ignored commands to put the knife down, and then all of a sudden, they make a huge body motion, or they go to start stabbing the person. At that moment, I cannot negotiate 
with someone as they're trying to actively kill someone else. So that's the problem is that people just think like, and I think it comes a lot from movies and, and, and TV shows and, and documentaries where yeah. these people just think that all of a sudden there's going to be this moment of clarity. That's not real life. No. Think about your darkest, darkest day. It's somebody in a position of authority who you've probably never met before mm-hmm. that you don't care about at all, that has never met you, so you don't think they care about you. Are you going to listen to what they say? No. Nah. No. Nah. No. Nah. All you're going to do is want to do what you're going to do. Yeah, because you feel, you feel slatted against. Mm-hmm. You feel that you've been wronged, you've and you feel you're in the right. You've that situation in your head play with you so much that you've taken it to such an extreme in those few seconds, in those yeah. few moments that we're able to have an interaction, we're not we're not typically able to get through to it. Now, what ends up happening on most domestics is we do stay there for an hour, two hours. <clears throat> we stay there for a, an extended period of time to diffuse the situation because we understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, we're human. Life is hard. Life sucks for most people. It's not what you imagined it when you were a kid. Yeah. We understand that. So we stay. We talk. We listen to the cuss words and the, you know, yelling and the screaming and the throwing of things. And we don't do anything about it. 90% of domestics could probably be, somebody could be arrested within the first 30 seconds of us being there. Yeah. But we don't. Because again... Nobody calls the police on their best day. No. Hey, I got a new job. We don't get those calls. Great. Good job. You just misused 911. <laughs> at, at this point, I'm pretty sure every officer would be willing to just go and give somebody a high five. Just, a, yeah. just for a good call. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, people call us on their worst days. So they associate the baddest parts of their life with us. Mm-hmm. It makes it very difficult. And that's why you see so much community outreach now. Yeah. Because people have to know, like we are, we're human too. We live in the communities that we're that we're protecting. We live in the area. We we want to see people being able to be happy and safe. Because at the end of the day, if an area is safe, people are happy. That increases the profits for the city. Mm-hmm. That increases profits for the city, and they are able to provide much more for the citizens of that city. They're able to attract businesses. Mm-hmm. They're able to attract, you know, restaurants and, and things to go do in downtown and all that kind of stuff, which at the end of the day increases property values, which increases basically everything within whatever township or jurisdiction that you're living in. Yeah. And I also think too, <clears throat> some of it, especially from my end is I've dealt with individuals who are anti law enforcement. I've dealt with even neighbors who are anti law enforcement or, you know, or they've moved on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for me, I think it, it comes down to how my, my mom raised me. Um, that was a huge thing in the house. You respected all first responders, good or bad. Uh, you have to respect them. My mom being, you know, working as a correction officer. Um, she took that. I mean, that was a serious job for her in having, that respect. And then of course, having friends and family that, that wore a badge of some sorts, whether it be fire or whether it be law enforcement. And, um, I think it kind of comes into how you raise your children so that when I get older, as I am now, 
um, I have a much more respect because I have good friends that are law enforcement. And that's what makes it heartbreaking during the 2020 riots in Charlotte. I knew officers that were down there that were on the front line that stood there night after night and had people scream at them and tell them that they wish their wives and their kids would die. And the interesting thing is that individual feels hatred towards the officer and they see an officer, but what they don't realize is the officer they're talking to is actually one that even at that moment of being told, I hope you die, would stand in front of that civilian to take a bullet for that person. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part. So I think it comes down to how we're raising our children. And I see it with all the kids now is back to what I said earlier, there's no respect. They think cops are just jokes and they don't have to listen to them. And then they become, and I say this all the time, if you have a terrible kid, he's going to become a terrible teenager. Then he's going to be a terrible adult. And then I have to deal with him as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to get pulled over by a cop and he's going to think it's funny or he's not going to take it serious or he's going to have some type of hatred towards them. And in this house, we fly one flag and that's the American flag. And we support first responders all through it because I can't backseat quarterback what you do because I don't do it. And I think that kind of came to kind of my, my final realization today is that police officers have to respond to a bad call. It's never good. Like you said, it's never good. They have to respond with very little information. Dispatchers do a great job, but they can only get so much information. And half the time you're getting it in route. You get there and you have to make a decision within milliseconds. You show up and someone is being stabbed. You don't know who was in the right and wrong. You just see someone being stabbed and you have to make a millisecond decision and you discharge your firearm and then immediately you're accused of racism. You're accused. uh, It's all over the media. You're suspended. You're fired. You have to move. And I think it's easy to sit there and backseat that and say, well, why didn't he do this? Or what I would have done, it's easy for, I can sit here and review Uvalde, Texas shooting all day long. Mm -hmm. We had an episode on our other podcast, Sunday Morning Apology. And but I wasn't there. I can say what I would have done. Yeah. So when they release these body cam footage and the media goes berserk and people want protest and they want the officer fired, yeah, it's easy for me to watch it a hundred times and say, well, you know, now that I think about it, you know, he could have walked over and used this taser. He, yeah, he could have. And then, but the average person, the ta- that taser is, abs- swear to God, it's absolutely useless half the time. But I think that's kind of was my last yeah. point of, of it is civilians want to sit there and they want to, they want to analyze the video. They want to say what they would have done, but honestly, no offense to any general public, you know, cause I'm obviously general public. We don't do the job. Most of us will never find ourselves in those type of situations. You could, Paul could be eating lunch at Jimmy John's and within seconds, get a call that someone is being violently attacked, has to run up and make a life a split second decision to save himself from someone who is actually putting a gun at him. That's something that I won't find myself, uh, you know, hopefully not. So I think it's kind of unfair from the civilian standpoint. We actually don't have much of an opinion. Some stuff makes sense. The George Floyd thing. Sure. Did he, did he break a crime or did he commit, you know, a crime? Sure. But that wasn't, that didn't mean that he needed to die because of it. But I've, I've see that all the time where everyone wants to backseat quarterback it. 
until you've been shot at or put in very violent encounters, I don't think you have much of an opinion. <clears throat> and that's, I mean, you know, but everybody does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everybody yells at the TV on Sundays when the football team is playing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I do it. You know, why would you fucking do that? <laughs> well, probably because he's got decades of experience and uh, thought it was going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're at work and why did they do this? Or why did they send that email? You know, it's just, it's yeah. just nature. Right. But I think the big thing that when you're talking about having respect for first responders and all that, and and obviously you do, but I think the big thing that's being missed by most people is that you don't just necessarily have respect for first responders. You do. But just in general, you have respect for humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, you don't get upset with people. You know, you don't treat people any differently. You know, you have respect for just human life in general. And that's where I think a lot of people lose themselves is that they consume themselves with them. Yeah. They don't consume themselves with, again, the we. You know what I mean? And I think that's where you're going to find the biggest difference between the first responder profession, fire, EMS, police, um, dispatchers, uh, corrections, you know, even probation and patrol. Yeah. You know, or yeah. not patrol, probation and um, you know, whatever the other one is. What is it, parole? Uh, parole. Yeah. Parole, not yeah. patrol, parole. Um, but you're going to have respect for human life and I'm not saying that nobody else does obviously but I think that's the biggest difference within those professions yeah is that it's they're drawn to it because people appreciate the we necessarily more than they do the me yeah and that's not you know the rule there are exceptions there are assholes who are police and fire and EMS and sure yes um but as 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 a generality, um, uh, an officer outside of his uniform is probably going to be a pretty nice person in the public. They're going to hold doors open for people. Yeah. If somebody bumps into them, oh, I'm my bad, bro. Sorry. You know, they may not be in the wrong, but it's the respect for human life that's the biggest difference now than maybe what we saw a few generations ago. Now again. Our grandparents, you know, somebody talked sideways, they could have got shot. Uh, duels were kind of still a thing back of course, then. Yeah. So, um, you know, you had to watch your P's and Q's a little bit more. Uh, but again, I think that comes back from not enough people have necessarily been punched in the mouth enough to know. To understand. Like, you know, all these dudes, and <clears throat> we talk about it on our, our other podcast, but, you know, all these dudes are like, bro, uh, you know, I'm... I just, I see red, you know, I'm a big guy, nobody wants to fuck with me. Um, that's not, I, I know for a fact you've never been in a fight. Yeah. I've been in a fight. They suck. Especially now that I'm getting older, they suck worse. You know what I mean? Like, it hurts. And it hurts for a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to fight. No. I don't want to. I really don't. And most police officers don't want to fight. Even a civilian, when you're 18, it sounds fun, but I turned 37 and yeah. I got like back pain 
and knee pain. Everyone's talking about a potential draft for World War Three, and I'm like, bro, I'll lie. I'll say I have asthma. I don't. You sneeze I, wrong nowadays, and you're, you're out. For three yeah, days. it says too much. I ain't trying to fight. It sounds fun. <clears throat> it sounds cool to do YouTube videos about fighting, but you know, I don't really get fight. I don't really get hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it. It sucks. Um, well, that's true. Though. I mean, I, I say it all the time. Same thing you did is. Um, <clears throat> The average person who's walking around with their chest bowed out, uh, popping off, has never been punched in the mouth. Yeah. and Like that she... dude in the bar who rips off his shirt when he gets pissed. Yeah. You're about to get your ass flipped yep. on me. And so that one... dude who's not saying anything and just standing there is not scared of your you know, your peacock tactics. No. Right you're going to get punched in the mouth, and then it's just a bad night yeah. after that. And after you, you always are, and I always say that to people for like training stuff as well, is you have to have some type of, you, you have to have some kind of plan but it's funny your plane will go out the window very quickly when you get punched oh mike tyson said and it perfectly everybody's got yep. a plan until you get punched in the mouth absolutely then when you it, get punched you just you you, you revert back to what basically about, your, yeah. your your level of training at that yep. point everybody thinks that when they get in a fight they're gonna be able do you ever see sherlock holmes with uh, robert downey mm -hmm. jr yeah and he, he slows it down and he plays it in his mind yep. what's gonna happen they think that's what's gonna happen yeah, no <clears throat> you most people, when they get hit, they immediately go to the windmill tactic and just start swinging like they're a fucking windmill because yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, and I think that uh, it kind of comes in to same thing for law enforcement sometimes, right? Which it kind of goes into the uh, the training part, which I thought was interesting. Is the um, articles I found is the articles I found were the general public taxpayers uh, believe that law enforcement needs to have more training it needs to have the same there's a problem people in the general public think that law enforcement and military are the same there's there is being a police officer and serving in our armed forces are two separate things for instance uh, just fun fact in north carolina it's close to 700 hours to be a law enforcement officer so people will say well they need to have the same training as the military a navy seal operator it takes him three years and that's three years of training to become an operator and that's millions of dollars. So if North Carolina rolled out tomorrow, from here on out, if you want to be a police officer, it's th uh, three years. Do you really think you're going to have a huge turnout for that? Well, so here's the thing. Boot camp lasts for three months, four months. Yeah, Army's eight, eight and a half weeks. Yeah, something like that. So... Uh, that's the training that they go through. Mm -hmm. It's twenty four seven, um, but they're they're learning much different stuff. Much than we way are. different. If we were to be trained like the military, and then were to take that training and then present it on the street, the rules of engagement for military and police are very different. Very different. Um, there would be an, an uproar because any act of aggression against the military is returned with usually aggression. Yeah. We don't do that. It's a very it's a very different dynamic. Um, they're just trained differently. Way different, yeah. And that's I think that's why. Where... That's why you know, you have so many military members who come back and have PTSD yeah. because of the training they go through, the shit they see, you know. 
so the studies have been done and obviously the shit the military sees is, is awful. We get a lot of guys that come back with PTSD because they got to do some shit that no human should ever really have to do. Yep. But the stuff a police officer sees or EMS sees for so much more of an extended period of time also has its effect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what they found is that, or they say, is that police officers have to go through this training, right? So the thing is, in the military, <clears throat> once you go through a training, obviously they have mandated training yearly, um, but it's, you know, every four years or so, then your your contract's up and you can come home if you want to. Yeah. Um, and same thing with police officers. You can, you know, quit at any time and, and go do something else, but it's a calling. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so... The amount of training that we have to go through and the amount of training that obviously the military goes through, I would I would venture a guess to say it's probably pretty equal. However, it's just different. We don't deal with insurgents. We don't deal with terrorists. No. You know what I mean? You're we not deal worrying with about Billy Bob and yeah, Joanne who can't handle their bush lights. You don't need to worry throw their about their teeth at each other in the front yard. Yeah, you don't you're not needing to be trained on how to do land navigation. You're not needed to learn how to jump out of airplanes. You're not having to learn about. Fuck that, of, by the way. Yeah, you're not having to learn any of that kind of stuff. So, if God wanted us off the ground, he'd be able to swing. There you go. So, I guess I, I thought it was interesting that the general public would say that. Well, I think that police officers need to have the exact same training the military does. So there was this thing that came out a few a few years ago, and it was you know, I think they should start sending social workers to these. Um, you know, these calls where, where people are acting crazy. That's fine. You go deal with that 250 pound naked guy covered in his own shit. Very I will true. gladly, I will gladly not go to that call. But the yeah. problem is, yeah. is that the police are the catch all. For probably things you should be responding to out the dump. 90% of the stuff we respond to, we shouldn't have to respond to. But we do. Because that's our job. Yeah. That's what we're paid to do. We're paid to fix things. Right? If somebody's been wronged, we're supposed to hold that person accountable. If, you know, two neighbors are arguing about water runoff, we have to be that therapist and, and you talk have them to. both off the ledge. Yeah. You know? And that's, it's it's a profession that you get into it for a certain reason, you stay into it for a certain reason, but you don't just end up being a police officer. You do end up being a psychologist. You do end up being a mentor. You do end up being a friend. Like I, there was a, uh, I worked in um, the lower socioeconomical area, and people just want to be treated with respect. Yeah. And that's what that's what they don't understand is that they want to be treated with respect, but at the same time, so do we. You know, we're humans. I understand that you don't hate me personally. You hate the fact that I wear a badge. You hate the fact that I'm the police. I understand that. But again, you're going to get many more bees with pollen than oh. vinegar. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a new thing. I like that, actually, because that's, that's better. Well, the, the funny thing, too, is if we everyone who's listening knows our media, we're not going to talk about that officer. An officer talked someone off a ledge. An officer intervened and talked. Like, they're not going to do that because yeah. that doesn't sell. You may get a little blurb on it. 
and on your local yep. on your local news station. It doesn't fit the but current not, narrative. You know, CNN's yeah. not going to do it, and I get it. Like the media has a job to do. They're awful at it. Terrible. None of them are unbiased. Yeah, terrible. You know, CNN is incredibly left leaning. Fox is incredibly right leaning. Um, it's very difficult to find somewhere that's truly unbiased. But the problem is, is that unbiased facts don't make money. Very true. That it just doesn't make money. When was the last time you watched a news channel and didn't see any news that was terrifying? Yeah. You know, next up, in our you know at five o'clock, uh, drinking water is full of fluoride. Yep. Okay. Cool. That's, I think that's supposed to protect our teeth. Well, let's yeah. see how this goes. Yeah. Let's see how this goes sideways. <clears throat> Very true. You don't see a lot of the good stories, unfortunately. You'll you'll get them every now and then, but for the most part, it's 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 easier for the media to spin it and make sure that the officer looks like they're in the wrong. Because we do know, based on studies, uh, I think it's even higher now. We do know that like it's it's an alarming rate. Most people get their their news source from whatever your aunt shared on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Most people do not read the article; they read the headline. Yep. So the art. So the officer, if, if the article said, uh, for instance, officer, uh, <coughs> it's going around, man. It is. Um, officer shoots unarmed man. Well, they don't read the actual full article to see what exactly happened, that the individual was trying to go for the officer's gun, et cetera, et cetera. They don't see that. So then they go to work, and they say, oh, did you hear about that officer that shot that unarmed guy? we got to stop police brutality. And then that spreads around the water cooler, and it keeps going because that's how the media, if it bleeds, it sells. We don't really have, we don't have that. We don't have good news. No one's talking about, like, things that are actually good in our society because it's, doesn't fit the current narrative. If I can sell fear, I'll make money and I'll make votes. So if I sell the idea that police are out killing everyone, well, hell, that's going to fit my agenda a little bit better. You're going to want to vote for me because I'm going to protect this. And I think that comes into, that can be a whole nother episode that we can dive into at some point, but that comes into mindset. Yeah. Right. Just believe in what you see on TV or believe in what you read on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok Jesus. or whatever the case may be and not doing any kind of research yourself. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it doesn't matter to me. I am who I am. I'm old enough now. It, you're not, you're, there's a good chance you're probably not going to change my mind on my core beliefs. And that's okay because that's what, it make, that's what makes America amazing. Right. But, but if you tell me something, I'm not taking your word for it. Right. I'm at least going to try to find multiple legitimate sources who either have the data or have the research or have the information that I am looking for because I don't want to be uninformed. And that's and unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do is they just take things at face value and just accept it as the gospel. Very, it's a very dangerous way to live. It absolutely is because you're making decisions with bad info. Why do you think that police officers are statewide, not just ours, but statewide? Why do you think officers are quitting in high, high amounts? <laughs> so the job's already hard enough, even if it was an ideal situation, the job's hard enough. It's stressful all the time. Physically, your body goes from zero to a hundred 
almost every time you get a call mm-hmm. because you don't know is this going to be the one yeah it's always in the back of your mind right so your heart you get that spike of adrenaline and then you get that crash after as well on almost every call and if you have a, a very busy day you're just constantly up that adrenaline's constantly up there so when you come home that crash is even worse right so just physically the job is demanding you're carrying around 40 extra pounds of of equipment yeah um you're driving in usually uncomfortable cars physically the job is demanding right and then you have as a department people wanting you to do more <coughs> right the best time to be the police is in a recession because then you get people who get fired from their jobs because they're not worth it yeah <clears throat> who come to be the police and realize oh shit I'm actually a pretty good officer case in point yeah I went to go be the police I've always wanted to do it but I was always told go get that dollar well I found out I wasn't good at getting that dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to be the police um turns out I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. um but it came during a time when the country wasn't doing really well. And as a profession, we typically get better candidates during those times. We don't get this, you know, 20 year old who's watched NCIS his entire career and think yeah. that there's no paperwork or no shitty part of the job that he's going to run around and drive fast and shoot his gun and, and do all that crazy stuff. And then, you know, six months in says, oh, this isn't for me. Um, but the problem is we're also having a lot of officers who are tenured, who are good cops, leaving re- yeah. for for just anything else at this point because the job's hard enough. But there are a lot of officers out there who do not feel that even if they are in the right, that they're not going to be persecuted. And that Very makes true. it difficult. Um, there's a lot of... There's just a lot of shit that goes into being a police officer. Um, you know, we don't have numbers. We don't have a quota. Nobody has a fucking quota. Despite it's popular belief. It's literally yeah. illegal. If, if, if a police department were to input a quota, that state, whatever the state law enforcement agency is would come in take over that's illegal yeah right um but there is scientific proof that blue lights deter crime yeah right so even if it's just turning your lights on and sit in an intersection for a little bit that's supposed to deter crime um and the the best way I can I guess kind of paint the picture is it's like polishing a turd mm-hmm. and then trying to patch that or push that turd up up, up the hill up yeah. the chain right saying hey look how good this looks um, and you know unfortunately there's just a lot of people that want to you know they're badge heavy and they want to climb the ranks and have that power um, because it, it, it makes them feel important and unless you're the chief of LA, yeah, or God forbid Chicago, because you're doing a horrible job. Oh, absolutely. Or the NYPD, you know, some massive, massive agency. 
your rank in a small to mid-sized police department doesn't give two shits. It doesn't mean anything. And what it what it means yeah. is you've probably been off the road for twenty years and don't understand what it's like anymore, and you're making decisions for people without the correct information, and that makes it difficult for a lot of officers to get past because if you don't feel like you have the department has your back and you feel like if something does happen, you're going to be stranded on an island, even if you're a hundred percent in the right. Yeah. Why put yourself in that situation to possibly not come home to your kids or just be taken away from your kids and put in jail for fucking 20 years? Yeah. A lot of people don't find that worth it. And that's what you're, and that's what's happening, unfortunately. Yeah. And it sucks for the people who live in those communities because you're losing officers who would be the ones that step in front of a bullet for you after you just said, fuck you, I hope you die. And that's the, and that's kind of the, what worries me is, and I've said this before, and I've even asked officers that I come in contact with on a day to day basis is what happens when all the good cops quit? Because they're not being backed by their departments. They're not being backed by the general population. When all those good cops quit and we're left with the bad ones, what happens? Anarchy. Anarchy. Which is <clears throat> why I am proud to be able to help you when I can. Yeah. When you do your, your classes and your, your pistol classes and your concealed carry classes. Um because at the end of the day, I think that's a God-given right. Just like I think it's a God-given right, you should be able to talk shit about your government. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's your God-given right to not have somebody illegally seize you and search you for no reason. It's your God-given right to not have to stow military members in your house. You know, yeah. We have these things for a reason. Mm-hmm. And But I also think it's up to that individual... To take it upon themselves, right? Because I'll do 120 to get to you. Yeah. I will. I got no problem doing it. And if I die doing it, it is what it is. You know. I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. But you don't know where I'm coming from. I could be 30 seconds away. I could be four or five minutes. And in a fight, four or five minutes is a. It's a really long time. Just go and take. If it's, yeah. in a, it's a deadly force encounter for you. That four or five minutes is going to seem like literally an eternity. Yep. So that's why that's why I'm so pro two A, but I'm also pro training. Mm-hmm. Just because you get your concealed carry doesn't mean like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm Chuck Norris now. Absolutely, no, no, you're absolutely not. Right. Nobody's going to say that when you push up, the world goes down. No. You know what I mean? You're not going to have those about you. What's, what's going to happen is you're probably not ever going to train with it. Yep. You're probably not going to know how to take the safety off because you feel more comfortable having a safety on and not one in the chamber. Um, and you're not going to know how to work the weapon and you're just going to die with a gun on you yep. instead of being able to be, use it. Um, so I am very pro 2A when it comes to that kind of stuff. Even when I pull people over and I see they have a concealed carry. Yeah. And they don't tell me about it. I walk back in the car and be like, "Hey, I know you got to still carry. Are you carrying? No. Why? Yeah. Where is it? Why? And if you if I come up and say, you know, they're like, "Hey, I have my still carry. Here's my license and my still 
concealed carry permit. First words out of my mouth. Oh, cool. What are you carrying? Yeah. And then it's a, the corny cop joke. Don't reach for yours. I won't reach for mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, break the ice, do something stupid. Um, but it's always, you know, it's a relief because to me, it shows that you're willing to take that extra step to at least go through the training to understand Excuse the me. laws of, of what you're trying to do. Um, but it also means you're probably not going to try to kill me. Yeah. So I can probably relax just a little bit. Well, I always say it. We can't, we can outsource a few things, but we can't outsource protection. Um, we know we live kind of in a small town. We know that probably right now, if I were to call our local PD, uh, they'd be here within minutes. I mean, at this point, I, I, if I had a bed, they'd probably be here in under three minutes. Um, but you live in a bigger city. Um, Charlotte, for instance, those are nearest. Um, well, even Flint, when they were having all of the, you know, oh, yeah. eight officers for the entire city, there were rapes and, you know, burglaries that were being responded to two days after they Absolutely. Happened. You can't, and if you don't think that five minutes or three minutes is a long time, then I would just go say, take your hand and slam it in your car door and let it stay there for five minutes. Mm-hmm. When someone's in your house or someone's trying to, you know, rape, kill you, um, that five minutes is going to be eternity and you can't outsource that protection. Like you can't just say, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to protect myself because that's what police are for. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I don't have a, I don't have executive protection with me all the time. I don't have Paul with me every day. Um, I'll get on a baby Bjorn. We, <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. ride around with you, bro. Like I'm, I'm down with that. Like you don't have that. So I think that's what's going to be is it's going to be more, which I see it all the time. It's going to be more civilians taking the step, seeing where our culture is going, getting their permits and then training, which is something that most people don't do. Uh, even though the state of North Carolina has given me the, the, you know, I don't want to say the, the right necessarily. I, I did <clears throat> somewhat earn it, I guess, but um, gives me paperwork that says I can teach people. Um, I still believe I suck. And I think that's a great mi- mindset. Um, that I get that all the time. Oh, you're a farm instructor, so you're really good. I'm decent, but I suck because even I'm never going to be a master at it. And I still believe, even though I'm teaching classes, that I don't even shoot as enough, you know, shoot enough as I need to. You need to be shooting uh, constantly as much as you possibly can, um, because that's something that you always hear. You have somebody who has a CCW permit. Um, the gun stays in the car, stays in their console. They don't shoot it. The gun hasn't been shot in five years. And then they think that during a violent encounter, they're going to be able to use it. Um, and that's completely false. And if policing goes to the wayside, if we start defunding police, our communities don't have police, we're going to have a lot of civilians walking around that are untrained. Um, and they're going to be trying to police themselves. <clears throat> and I do think that obviously we're living in a super violent world. The FBI said last year was the most violent they've seen in a long time. It's not going to get better. So it's going to be good civilians stepping up. They're not saying, please do not impersonate a police officer. That's a felony. Those are free. Do not do that. But I think we have to understand that police are being, police are being attacked by not only the people next to you, but also our government. Um, and we have to be able to understand that there might not be anyone coming. Like you might actually have when you call 911, you might get Uvalde police officers mm-hmm. that are not going to come mm-hmm. or they're not going to give a shit. And you're going to have to police yourself well, within common sense. So just a quick side note. 
I don't know anything about the Uvalde police officers. I don't agree with anything that happened. Um, however, I don't think it was all of the officers who were yeah. too scared to go in. I think somebody in the brass said, hey, we're not going to do this right now. And at that point, their mindset could have been, hey, am I going to go to jail? Yeah. And, you know, what happens to me if I you know, break this chain of command? Not, uh, it, I went off on a tangent. If you want to go listen to it, it's on our other podcast. Yep, Sunday, Sunday Morning Apology. Apology. Um, I can't remember the title of that one, uh, but it's four or five. Yeah. Uh, but I go off on a, a tangent about basically they were pussies. At that point, yeah. I don't care what happens to me. There are children being shot. Um, <clears throat> but the world is obviously getting more violent, but I don't want people to walk around scared. Yeah. Right. Um, first off, your car is not a holster. Stop leaving your damn car, your gun in the car with the doors unlocked. I promise you'll need it that day. Yep. That'll, yep. It'll be, oh, well, uh, I don't know when it got taken. It'll be taken with the rent money and all this other shit. Um, <laughs> Very true. But. Very true. Your, your, your car is not a holster. And the world is more violent in general. Yeah. But it's really not. Yeah. There, there are some, there are more circumstances of, of bad things happening, but it's also media driven. Yeah. It's money driven. They want to play on that. The, the, the violence typically happens in the big cities, right? Charlotte has gotten more violent. Yeah. But there's also five times the amount of people there were Jesus. 10, 15 years ago. So of course it's going to get more violent. There are just more people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the violence, most violence, is based around drugs. And yeah. That's just the way it is. Um, drugs or some type of criminal organization. Mm-hmm. It's not just gangs. It's any type of criminal organization or criminal enterprise. Yeah. Right? Like, they're a retail theft organization. Mm-hmm. Those are more violent than yeah. your everyday people. Right? So there are reasons for the violence most of the time. Now, obviously people get shot that don't need to be shot or don't deserve to be shot or, you know, whatever the case may be, they don't know the person and they're just like that guy that just got arrested. I think somewhere in Florida, Orange County, he shot a mom, a daughter and a news reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's just going to be shit that fucking happens sometimes. However, you go into food line, probably going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most people are still good. We still live in an age Just, yep. where most people are good. Um, so don't you know? Don't walk around with fear, but don't walk around without knowing what's going on around. If I were to ask you one last question, and then this is what I wanted to, if I could, uh, if I could give you five minutes, not saying you need to use the five minutes, but if I could give five minutes in front of Congress and our Senate uninterrupted. And they would ask you, tell us how we can fix the disconnect between civilians and law enforcement and make everyone work together. How would you respond? How can you fix the problem? Term limits. I like that. Term limits. It's all political. I would say probably more than the majority of the problems in our country are political. Um, 
please explain to me how Nancy Pelosi makes one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and is worth like two hundred something million dollars. I ain't good at math, but that don't add up. Right, insider trading is a thing, <coughs> and that's not it's not a conspiracy theory. That's not me going down a rabbit hole. No, that's true. It's a thing. Yeah, congressmen, women, people in Congress have contributors, right? People who can who contribute to their mm-hmm. um, to them becoming congressman was campaign. That's yeah, yeah. For. Contribute to their campaign. Um, and then all of a sudden, those people who have contributed to the campaign now get contracts. Mm-hmm. So if you were to limit, we limit the president. Yeah. Right. We limit the most powerful person in the country to two terms. But somebody can be Speaker of the House for shit for decades. Years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why? Why is that a thing? Yep. Why? Why can't you do? You know, two go rounds as a senator, and then you're done. That, or I think I, I agree with you, or a situation where all of it's based on um your performance, right? Like you work at you work at Subway. So Warren Buffett came out and he did an interview one time, and I'm sure he's probably told it a couple times, but he said he had a surefire way to fix the national deficit, and it was. If you're still in the national deficit, or if you're in a deficit yeah. from term to term, you're immediately gone. Right? Yeah. Now, obviously, we're not going to get rid of $32 trillion or whatever we yeah. are. However, if you were to set a precedent and say, all right, cool. Um, if we are deeper in the deficit than we were when your term started, you're going mm-hmm. Starting in January. And I don't, yeah. And if by the end of December you're deeper in the deficit, everybody in Congress is gone. We mm-hmm. elect everybody new. I mean, because I think, obviously yeah. nothing you're doing is correct. Because I think that's what the, for, from the government perspective, the government has forgotten that they work for us. We put them in power. And I think if it was based on their performance, and that could be from the government even trickle down to, you know, your law enforcement, sheriffs are voted in, if you didn't know, sheriffs are voted in and police chiefs are appointed. Mm-hmm. But if everyone had, which again, is all political, but if everyone had to answer for everything they've done in the year, if I'm not happy with you as a police chief or happy with you as a senator or a governor or whatever, I think it's okay to be like, you're done. You're gone. If there's reason there, of course, God knows yeah. we try to impeach everyone. Yeah. But I think that what you'd end up doing is you would create accountability. Because if I know that... Again. It, Nobody wants to be no. held accountable. It, if I'm like, oh, that's man, what I, it comes down to. I don't have to answer anything. I got I, my buddies are voting me in. I got all. I'm a, I'm good. I don't have to be responsible. But if I knew that, like, my head can go on the chopping block at the end of the year, and I have to explain why my city or my county or whatever uh, is falling apart, and my job's on the line, I would think that I would want to make sure that I'm doing the best job possible. You mean if the if the Congress was going to vote on a bill? You'd want to be there, yeah, to cast your vote instead of not being there, yeah. So I think, I think that's a you it comes it, it comes down to the rules for the, not rules for me, yeah, right. And that is a cultural issue, that is an issue across all professions, police included. Um, people in power want to stay in power. Yeah, here's the thing: your power don't mean shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, you want to catch these hands? Guess what? <laughs> 
you gonna catch these hands? Are you gonna? Can you beat my ass? Maybe. But guess what? You you gonna you're gonna be upset at how much effort you have to put in yeah. to beat my ass, right? I don't give a shit about power. The president comes in here today. Cool. I'll call you Mr. President. But we're gonna have a long talk. We still we still poop the same. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I don't do it in a diaper. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, you know, I do it in a I do it in a toilet. Uh, yes. Um, but it's all about power. Everyone wants to be powerful. Politics. I think we talked about pre- prior to this episode. Politics have destroyed a lot of things, Everything. and politics Everything. have destroyed the policing. I mean, what's <clears throat> the, the country is divided because of politics. Yep. Right. And that's a, it's a it's a power grab, and that's and, and that's a, that's a conversation. But it's true though. It, episode, every, but. It, it's there's a there's always a kind of a saying. It usually ties in the church, but a house divided cannot stand. Right. And I think that's the idea. If all of us for five minutes just acted like adults with each other and said, Hey, it's okay that you like one thing and I don't. And we just were adults. Dude, we could pow. We would be so powerful, but from our government's perspective, we can't, they can't, the government cannot stand the idea of us liking each other. Mm -hmm. But in early 2020, when everything was going on with COVID, we were all in it together, right? Everybody was doing everything to, to boost morale and we were holding up signs outside hospitals telling nurses and medical staff that we were in this together and everyone was doing everything to make people feel good and that was we couldn't deal with that so we had just like a factory we had to erase the it's been 166 days and have something terrible take place so that we can draw the draw a line and say if you're for this you're wrong if you're for that you're wrong and that's how the government wants to control it because god if we were actually all in this together we would be untouchable. We wouldn't have balloons flying over our country mm-hmm. because we would be shooting them down. Yep. And so I do agree that politics have ruined it, ruined everything, and uh, have ruined policing for sure. And they have. I mean, it's it's about control and power, and you know, people put people in positions that are just going to be yes men, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing that I don't understand. Not just about my profession but about anything in general is just that why I don't want everybody just to say yes what if I'm really fucking wrong on something yeah I want somebody to be like hey bro that's wrong there's a lot of shit that I don't agree with there's a lot of shit I go along with because that's just the way it has to be that doesn't mean I'm not gonna do what I'm supposed to do or not gonna you know hold up my end of the bargain yeah it just means that I might not agree with it and that's okay. You know, I married my wife. Now I am I am conservative, right? Yeah. I married yeah. my wife. She was a liberal. I didn't agree with it, but guess what? I loved her. I married her. Had a family with her. That's it is how, what it yeah, is. That's how it should be. It's this is America. We have the right to believe what we want to believe. And that be okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's a this is obviously like the fourth episode of this kind of this podcast, but I think I want to have, have you on more to dive into much more of these serious topics because obviously you and I see I'm not funny. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I tried hard this episode too. I got through some zingers in there. Right, we look, we, we, I we, didn't get not one applause. I didn't get one. No, don't try to play it. Now. There it is. Don't try to play it now. I did not get one little sound of thing off your board. That's I didn't how, get any free show, shit from anybody that gave it to you. That's I didn't that's get not true. one punch knife. 
One punch knife. <laughs> the punch knife from uh, Astray War Dogs. Yeah. That shows you how serious this topic was, that we didn't even do anything um, funny. Was but I, want... I didn't go diving into a hole with, a, with your phone in my book bag? That's what it was. Gotcha, plug, Nick. Plug for Nick. <laughs> I, w- I would definitely want... I want you on more to do... Because um, there's obviously side podcast that we just literally as we're talking but i want i want to do an episode i was going to do it uh, originally by myself <clears throat> but i think um having you on would be great i wanted to dive into our hu- the, our current humility um as men because obviously men are under attack and i think that'd be really cool to have you on for that one also me and paul talked about doing um there's been a lot of people that take classes that don't know what everyday carry is and how important that is. So Paul said that we would get together and do an episode just diving into EDC and what that means. Geeking out on the good stuff. Oh, bro. that's gonna be a that's gonna be a long one. I can talk and, about guns and a lot gear. of geeking stuff. But I've been wanting to sit down with Paul and talk about the police stuff. He obviously knows that I support him. What he does, um, it doesn't. Of course, it doesn't. Uh, with the general public, it falls on deaf ears a lot of time. And if you learned anything from the episode, great. It was more or less of just a dialogue between two people, um, maybe trying to answer some of the questions or what the media is getting wrong, what the what general public's getting wrong um, with it. And it's, it is unfortunate, but I had a great time diving into the deep episode. And I Absolutely. hope you did. It was a you know, I can get on that soapbox for for quite a while. Um, the the one thing I want people to kind of take away from this episode is just number one think for yourself right don't take what somebody else says is gospel because it's not right all it's going to be is just their version of what they want you to believe and number two just just be a good human being at the end of the day it doesn't take any more effort to be nice than it does to be mean i understand i get road rage it, try driving in a marked police car somewhere and not get road rage. It's awful. Everybody wants to drive like they're the best driver ever and do 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. It's infuriating. Yes. But guess what? At that point in time, they're trying to follow the law. So it is what it is. Just be a good person. Tell somebody tomorrow, like, hey, that looks nice on you. Just do something with kindness to somebody tomorrow. That was literally the episode idea of diving into our humanity was literally going to be titled just being a good person. Like what does that actually there. mean for you? It's called yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, however, I do actually have something for you. Oh God, here we go. I do because I know you would geek out on it um, just because we're into the same stuff. However, so I actually added a little bit to this because I'm kind of diving into the leather work and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Doing a little cuff bracelet here. I, saw that. I actually nice. do have you. A punch oh, from yeah. a stray war dogs with leather attached to it. I thought you would like that. Dude, that's immediately gonna go on my keychain. Absolutely. That is I'm gonna get more That is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna get more from him. People have been reaching out about those I things. I do appreciate the fact that it's plastic. Now it's not like thin plastic. Like you could you gonna have somebody else. I love the fact that to. I can go through a metal detector. But and, you can, and you gotta can go worry. through a metal detector. <clears throat> um, you know, we're not saying break the law. No. Right. Uh, but private property's rules are not laws. So, but I thought you would like it because it. It. Uh, I want to get more. He's. Uh, this is really cool. He's a cool dude. I'm gonna get more from him. Um, but I thought you would like that since we both kind of geek out on the EDC stuff. 
Um, and it'd be perfect. I'll punch Corey with it. Ooh, Corey, he's coming for you. You also have, uh, Paul's wearing a really cool shirt that you want to shout out to. I am. Uh, so it's called Among the Bold. Um, it's a gentleman that um, that fights with uh, Rowan Wrestling Academy. That's a big uh, plug. Big plug for our, our other podcast as well. Uh, Corey and AJ from other podcasts are both coaches and fighters uh, at RWA. Um, they're reasonably priced. They're cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... They look really good. They're badass, but they don't have... They're not like grunt style where they have the flag on it. And it's not... They're not military-based. They're just more mentality-based. Um, mine says something about, you know, die with honor rather than live as a coward or something like that. Um, so it's much more of a mentality-based clothing brand. Um, but it's a high-quality shirt. Um, it fits well like it's supposed to. And like I said, reason price brought me and my son one. So um, check them out. Among the Bold. I ordered it last Wednesday. Got it today. So nice. you're looking at about a week or so. Um, shipping. Good dude. Um, and again, RWA, they're producing a lot. What right I'll now. do. So go check them out. I'll find the, um, what I'll do is I'll find the website and I'll put that up. Um, and that's not a plug. Like he's not paying me to say yeah, that. No, that's yeah. just <clears throat> it's just he's, people he's building. Local, yeah. He's a local company. He produces a good product. People helping people. You know, you're not um, you're not having to pay you know eighty dollars for a t shirt. You're paying yeah. twenty twenty five dollars for a t shirt. I'll it's a throw high quality shirt. I'll put the picture up on my Instagram, uh, saltino underscore actual, and then I'll put it on the Ezekiel Defense shooting page, so that way you guys can see it from there. So that way you can kind of see what the shirt looks like. There's a link to there. I'll put that up. I'll drop a, a link for Australia War Dogs. Again, there's no plug. I'm not getting any money off of this. Yeah, I just no think money. I just think it's kind of a kind of a, a good friend of mine told me a long time ago. It's like an incubator. The more people we can put in there, and we kept, you know, we keep building and building and building each other up. That's kind of what it's uh what it's about. So we want to build the right people up. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. So check check out Among the Bold. Check out Australia War Dogs. Um, I definitely appreciate you guys hanging out on a. Thursday night diving into more of a serious topic. I had a great time. Like I said, I can get on that soapbox all day. I can get on the what's wrong with the country soapbox. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the EDC episode. There That's going to be a geek one. I I have a feeling that people are going to assume I have a certain you know, certain idea on what EDC is. Um, but it's I'm hoping good. that I can blow a few minds. Because even I don't that. know. That's the that's the fun part. And I wasn't even going to do an episode with you until next week because I was like, well, I want to get over the cold, but I'm glad. I apologize for the constant uh, sniffling, but I'm glad we did it because I was super excited to kind of get it, it was, get it out. It was a good time. Um, so yeah, man. I Paul, thanks. For, I can't thank you enough for being on. Um, there'll definitely be more episodes. There, there even might be a part two of this particular discussion, but there's way more that we can do down the road. So thank you guys for tuning in. Definitely check out Among the Bold, Australia War Dogs. Check out Sunday Morning Apology. For the listeners, if this, this this podcast is a little bit more clean, a little more family friendly, if you yeah. want to get uh, a little wild, a little wild and out, a little weird, uh, Sunday Morning Apology, uh, we'll do that for you. Uh, Paul, it's a ritual. If you're a guest, you got to sign us out. Listen, guys, appreciate you being here today. I look forward to ruining your night many more times on this podcast.